free to grab a seat. And if you haven't heard so already, it's a good time to move to the middle if there's some spare gray material between you. Well, good morning. Good afternoon. 
I tell you, thank you, first of all, every lesson you learned in kindergarten was, was flawlessly applied. The one at a time at McCollum and Tiger, thank you for doing that. It just, uh, it just created even a more joyful spirit. If you're gonna have to take time and get here, you might as well put a smile on your face about it, right? I mean, you could be driving to work. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, this has felt like April 3rd for us. In many ways, we've been years, uh, six plus years of praying and prepping and planning. And in some ways, this feels like the, the end of a marathon. But the truth is, this is more like the beginning of a journey together. And so we are grateful that you are here. Uh, if you are brand new to fellowship, welcome. Uh, we're grateful that you've chosen to visit us. Some of you, many of you already are from other churches in the area that have come just to send some of your folks to say welcome to the area, welcome to the neighborhood, and uh, we get the chance to partner together. So thank you for your support in doing that. And then if you're here uh, new and are just kind of checking Fellowship Bible Church out, we would love to meet you personally. And the best way we know how to do that is the community booth uh, right across the, uh, the exit as you leave for the, the foyer later. We would love to say hi. Our connections team will be there. Mickey, tell us what's up first as we start this kind of welcome dedication time. Man, this is wonderful. Benville, it's time. And you know, if you had issues with traffic this morning, it's fellowship. Mm. <laughs> We've always had issues with that. That's just a great problem to have. Thank you, Lord, and uh, thank you for being here this morning. You know, back in 2016, we had a family approach us and said, this very land that we're on right now, said, if you all would consider building a, a facility there, a church campus, then we would donate it to you. And uh, we thank you so much for that family who's chosen to remain anonymous uh, because they didn't want credit for it. But I just thank God for their generosity, mm -hmm. don't you? Mm -hmm. I thank them so much. And then I began visiting community groups. I visited over 50 community groups in Bentonville, just casting the vision and telling them, what it would take to get this done. And, you know, we're over three-fourths the way there of paying for this so that it'll all be paid for. And our goal is to have it all paid for in December. And from there, we, yes. <laughs> we want to get this done so that we can just reach out and make a difference in this community. I want to recognize someone, John Marquette, if you would please come. John has devoted the last 10 years of his life, first of all, building Fellowship Fayetteville and then Fellowship Bentonville. He's on, his, on our staff as a director of Buildings and Grounds, navigating all the issues with city permits, with, with all the difficulties that come with building a facility and land of this size. And he has done a phenomenal job. And would you join me in saying thank you to John Marquette? Thanks, but I didn't do it alone. Um, Lord set aside a group, a tribe of Levi that was going to be in charge of and care for and erect, construct the temple. And so I want to share with you some guys uh, that have been really uh, modern-day Levites for us. And so uh, Commerce Construction, I got, we have Junior Lopez and Maury Witter here. Did Maury run off? One of guys. There he goes. Uh, 
Miller Boskus Lack uh, Architects down in Fayetteville. Uh, we have uh, Jason didn't come up, but Jason's here, and we have Greg Walker with them. Greg has worked on this project, and. Engineering services, Jason Apple couldn't make it in the 11 o'clock service and he got stuck in traffic in the first one and missed it. But um, <laughs> uh, he was our civil engineer. One thing I would say is this is our second round. This is the exact same team that did Fayetteville and we just rolled it over and I would do it again with these guys. They have done an amazing job and if you think about through COVID that they were building through, Maury and I were talking about, we beat the delays, we got our stuff in on time because of the hard work that they all performed. And uh, yeah, I know we're a couple of weeks late, but we could have been a year late if we'd have been stuck in the COVID. So guys, thank you for everything you've done and would you appreciate it with me? Yes. Thanks guys. Hey, and I would also just say, I, I really have to point out one other, we had a lot of people on our staff that did a lot of stuff, but there's one guy in the back, Luke, wave your hand for us. Uh, I have built three worship centers for fellowship, and uh, this has been by far the easiest and best one yet because of his efforts and uh, his attention to detail and his nagging me with questions, and, and Luke, thank you so much. Thank you, John, and uh, we want to present you with one of these two. It's, it's, it's a nice picture of Fellowship Bentonville. Re let this uh, remind you of all the incredible work that you've done, and I know that you have also bathed this in prayer uh, as you've worked, and it's made all the difference. So thank you so much, and God bless you, John, for all your work. I'd like to ask all of our shepherding elders and, and current elder board if you would please make your way to the stage. You know, back in 2000, uh, 2000, well, let's go on back beyond that, back to 1983. 1983, October 31st, Dr. Jim Arkins had dinner, he and his wife Anne, with Robert and Carolyn Cup. And he began to broach the subject of a fellowship Bible church in Bentonville. And uh, Anne was kicking him under the table as he was saying all that to Robert. And Robert was about to go start a church in North Little Rock. But then felt God was leading him to start Fellowship Bible Church here in Bentonville. Which became Fellowship Bible Church of Northwest Arkansas. And they had their first service where they opened to the public in May of 1984. Then we first... We opened our first building in June of 1991 on Pleasant Grove Road in Rogers, where we're still meeting down there, and that has expanded. And, and by the way, they had a full service this morning at their 9 o'clock hour. It's not like everybody came up here. And we had people on the walls here this morning. That was in June of 1991 that we opened that service, and then in September of 1999, we opened a new worship center there. And then in 2016, we opened a worship center that is very much like this one in Fayetteville. And they're having full services. And then, of course, April 3rd, today, uh, we open this facility here in 2022. Jim, did you ever imagine no. that it would be like this? <laughs> no. Yeah. It's a train ride. It was a train wreck along the way <laughs> some places. Uh, but, gosh... Am I allowed to say gosh and wow? Uh, you just did. All of the above. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
But the first learning center there in 1983 was in an Aaron and Corey's bedroom. It was. <laughs> yeah. Baptized in the swimming pool. There you go. Yeah, all right. Well, would you join me in saying thank you to Dr. Arkins for their vision? And I, I want to... I want to point out two other guys, Gary Harrell and Robert Cup. where are you? Yeah, yeah, you, you two old guys come out here. Uh, work with these guys in the early days, and I can tell you, they devoted their lives, their lives for many, Don't their lives, on me they, <laughs> no, their <laughs> lives and their health, they devoted everything to making Fellowship Bible Church could be the best it could be. And they made sure that everything we did was based on the Bible, on the yeah. Scripture. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to that. I did this morning at 9. At least we never got in a fist fight, Robert, <laughs> but we, we came close. Early on is R.D. signs and myself and Robert were working through issues, mainly them struggling with me because I thought something ought to be this way and not whatever. Finally, I think in just desperation, Robert rented three rooms at a motel in Neosho, Missouri. We go up and he said, we ain't leaving till we get this thing worked out. There were some things that I thought we ought to do, you know, from the day one different. But the problem is every time I would bring it up, this rascal would say, show me in scripture. Show me in Scripture. So we survived, and look where we are, Robert and Gary, and my goodness. yeah. God continues to bless, and so we want to pray a prayer of dedication today. You know, when, when Solomon dedicated the temple, he prayed to the Lord. He said, Lord, may your eyes always be open and your ear attentive to the prayers prayed in this place. And so I think that's a good model for us this morning. To ask God that for the decades to come, after we're gone, Amen. that God would continue to bring people through these doors and send people out through these doors so that we might reach them for Him because we know that in Him we have life, abundant life. And so I invite you, if you are able to kneel, that you would kneel there at your chair and our elders are going to kneel and then we'll help them up. <laughs> and... Uh, but we're going to kneel, and Jim is going to lead us in prayer, a prayer of dedication for this building. Abba, Father, we come before you in the name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Quite honestly, we're speechless because there are not enough words to just say in humble worship and adoration and thankfulness of what you're doing in our lives, in this community, and quite frankly in the world, that you'll even allow us to, to touch that. Recognizing even the psalmist said that in the sanctuary is your glory and we, we glory in you, and we do so in thankfulness. And Lord, we dedicate this, this building, but more than that, we dedicate this church, your people, 
And we do so uh, just, again, unworthy, but yet worthy because of the Holy Spirit in each of us that we might carry on the vision of your kingdom and that this might just serve as a, a place of refuge, a place of worship, a place of, of healing, of restoration of broken hearts and broken relationships, but also one of joy and encouragement and just knowing that uh, we're part of something bigger, so much bigger than we are. And so with that, uh, we dedicate the building, we dedicate the parking lot, <laughs> all the, even just to get here, but more than that, we dedicate ourselves that we might serve you together as we serve your people, and that we do so in the name of Jesus. Amen. And Jim, we would like to also give you and your family this to hang in a special place, so remembering all the work that you've done and your dedication. So thank you, and God bless you.
song that we could ever sing. You're worthy of all of this praise. You're worthy. God, you're worthy of our very lives, and you call us to lay down our lives as an act of worship, to just give you our whole life as an act of worship. And the beauty is that you turn it right around and you give us all we ever really wanted in the giving. So God, even as we come and we present our offerings to you this morning, our tithes and offerings, God, would you just receive them as an act of worship? And God, would you pour out your blessing on your people as you want to do? God, thank you for all of this. In Jesus' name we pray it, amen. All right, I'm gonna get in trouble with our ushers, um, so go ahead and sit back down. I really just really wanted to hear you sing it out. He is. Uh, what a blessing to be together. We made it. We're here. If you're new, I'm so glad that you're here. Okay, so in preparation for this day, um, our worship team uh, has been meeting and, and praying and thinking about this day and the days ahead and um, we had a couple of small kind of house gatherings where some people let out on the team, which was beautiful, and just said, hey, can we just worship in a house? Can we just pray and worship together? And 
um, at one of those, we had someone bring this prayer. And as soon as I heard it, I I just thought, we've got to pray that over our time together this morning. So uh, I I want to invite you, just close your eyes, um, maybe open your hands on your lap, and just present yourself to God this morning. There's a lot going on this morning, a lot of celebration and, uh, and he's worthy of that, and he delights in it. But I want to make sure that we're really present to him in this moment. So would you just take a moment and just in your heart agree with this prayer. We fix our eyes on you, Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and King. Come, fill our hearts with your endless love and send the wind of your spirit to blow new hope through our lives. Come, light up our souls to rise in faith, to stretch out and take in your kingdom. Come, pour out your spirit upon us as we gather together as brothers and sisters in the Lord. Come lift up our heads, brush away the shadows of guilt, and shine your grace into our minds. And so, Lord, we arise to worship. We shake off the shackles of a fallen world and join with heaven to sing your praise. We will declare your goodness now and celebrate your greatness forevermore. Amen.
would you stand and let this verse be a prayer over our hearts, over our body, over this physical place, over Northwest Arkansas, over the world. And this is what Jesus does. Let, it, let us be a people marked by it. Chase, fall, of love. 
Lord Jesus, we do sing and savor and applaud and enjoy and delight in you. Apart from you, nothing else we delight in has the meaning that it does. In you, there's depth and richness. There's joy and fullness. There's peace, even amongst sorrow. And Lord, there's hope. There's hope as we look forward to a future with you that is unshakable. And so we are grateful people. And it is good to be in your presence. And we say together, amen. Feel free to be seated. <clears throat> Worship team, so grateful for you and the way you've served us this morning. Yeah, you will get to know... You will get to know these men and women more and more through the weeks and months to come, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, two weeks ago, Lisa and I saw Hamilton live for the first time. We were in the balcony. Miss Shirley was on the front row in front of us, and we didn't know why we didn't get to sit with her, why she didn't invite us to join her. But we do remember one song in particular that caught me. Eliza Hamilton sings to Alexander, look around, look around. Look at where you are. And so what if we took that line and I asked you right now, actually, look around, look around. What do you see when you look around right now? No, obvious answer is a beautiful building. But if we'll ask uh, better questions, you always walk away with better answers. So what if we rephrase the question to look around, look around. What does God see? He's among us. What does he see as he sees us sitting in this place? I think God sees a tool that he has given us for his purposes. 
Now, if you're new to Fellowship Bible Church, our habit on every Sunday morning is simply to open up books of the Bible and to walk through them together. And actually, we're doing that right now in a series about the life of Jesus through the eyes of the Gospel of John. But this morning, we're choosing to pause that series just for a time of dedication, a celebration of what God is doing among us, because he has given us a tool to be used for his purposes. So then that begs the question, what are those purposes? I mean, God had an agenda with this gift he gave us as a tool. What's his agenda? And the lines from another song, far better and far more eternal, come to mind. It's a Hebrew song found in the Psalms. In Psalm 115, it opens by telling us in verse 1, Not to us, O Lord, not to us but to your name give glory because of your loving kindness, because of your truth. And from day one, this has been the passion, the driving desire at Fellowship Bentonville. We want to glorify God not glorify ourselves. And anytime you talk about glorifying something, you're talking about shining a spotlight on it so you could see it more clearly. So the tool we use to glorify the stars is a telescope. It does not make stars bigger or more beautiful, but it does bring them into clarity so we can appreciate their magnitude and their beauty more. Well, in the same way, when we talk about glorifying God, we're not talking about making him more beautiful or bigger. For his majesty is already beyond compare. But we are talking about seeing his majesty more clearly. And when you do that, what do you see? Well, verse one tells us, as soon as you get a better vision of God, uh, there are two of his attributes, at least two that you'll see. And the first one the text says is his loving kindness. That's the Old Testament word for grace. The second one he says is his truth. So the grace and truth of God is what happens and what we see more clearly when we glorify God. And that is what we're about. In fact, Fellowship Bentonville will be about telling the truth of God's grace. And at the same time, telling of the grace of God's truth. Because those two come together in such liberating ways for us. In fact, that's what I need most on this very day is the grace and truth of God. That's what we need most every time we gather. And guess what? We live in a city that needs the grace and the truth of God as well. And so how? How do we do this? Well, we will live in a city that will ask questions of us as well. Verse 2 says, why should the nation say, where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Now, I don't know if the nations here are mocking or sincerely asking where God is. And I don't know if our neighbors in our city will, will mock us for believing in a God they cannot see or are sincerely asking, where does God fit in daily life? All I know is that the answer is the same. Whether the mocker or the honest inquirer, we give the same answer. God is here and God is at work. And this is what he's like. We will say, our God is in the heavens and he is at work on earth to do everything he pleases and his work is always filled with grace and truth. And do you ever wonder what God would be up to if he wanted to do everything he pleases through us? 
I believe it's far more than we can think or ask or imagine. Even in the normal daily rhythms of the way we will live as a church family, God is doing more than we know. So for example, last Sunday afternoon, we had our leaders and our families come together. Those who are serving anywhere at Fellowship Bentonville came together for a very simple communion and worship time for about 40 minutes before we went to a public open house. And in that time, we had a, a very, let's air quote it, routine communion service, walking through communion together, something that the church has been doing in an ordinary way for 2,000 years. And yet God was doing something extraordinary because a new family who had just signed up to serve was here. And their daughter, little eight-year-old Jules, saw the elements, heard what they meant, understood the gospel, and trusted Christ for the first time last Sunday afternoon. Yeah. The first person to come to Christ at Fellowship Benville, and we weren't open yet. And may there be thousands of little jewels to, to come over the decades in the future. Look around, look around. What does God see? He sees a tool that he's given to accomplish all that he pleases. And we, we are the church. We're together just to serve all that he pleases because he is good and gracious and his ways are right and true. And because God is so good to his servants, these are really pretty nice servants' quarters. And may we never be duped into thinking, this is just a comfortable building. Oh, it is a comfortable building, and we're grateful. But it is a place where servants gather to be equipped and invited in on the good work of what God is doing. So how do we glorify this God of grace and truth? Let's just take a couple of lines from the middle of that Hebrew song. In verse 9 through 11, we read, O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. And there's a redundancy there on purpose so that we never miss the point. And that is that we glorify God by trusting him, by trusting him to do whatever he pleases. And because we already know he's full of grace and truth, whatever he pleases to do will be good and right. And so our role is to put our confidence in him alone and never put our confidence in the tools that he gives us. And so we don't trust in the building, and though we are grateful for it. We don't trust in the staff, though I am grateful to serve with the women and men I do. We don't trust in the resources he's given us, or even in the larger body of Christ that he's given us. No, these are tools we're grateful for. But our trust wholeheartedly is in him to do what he wants to do, whatever he pleases to do. And when you think about it, when you look at the kingdom picture from a a big macro vision, Fellowship Bentonville is really just one small church in one small town, in one small corner of one small state. But God is big and his kingdom is global and he is doing something that he will complete and he invites us into that and asks us to trust him and give our lives to him in that. And over the years to come, may there be more like Jules. And I don't know if that's another 
another eight-year-old girl, or I don't know if that's an 80-year-old man. I don't know if Jules is the 28-year-old professional who moves here to build her career, only to find that she comes to Jesus and embraces the Jesus of her childhood, not knowing that 700 miles away her parents are praying for her. I don't know if Jules is the 68-year-old retired man who finds a vibrancy in his walk with Jesus so that he finishes stronger than he even lived. I don't know if Jules moves here from South Asia or from Utah. I just know that God wants to do all that he pleases. And when he gave us this tool, it's an invitation to join him in that. And we will be glad if we say yes. And so the closing of Psalm 115 ends like it began. The last verse, verse 18 says, But as for us, we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forever. Praise the Lord. And church, may we be this God-focused, this, this Christ-captivated, this spirit-dependent for decades of ministry to come or whenever until he, Jesus comes back for us, May we give ourselves to a simple life of faith and faithfulness. And in doing so, may we be quick to put a spotlight and to glorify God and his grace and truth in all that he is accomplishing. This building is just a tool. Oh, and by the way, so are we. And we are glad. If you want to join in on that, even as you worship in another church and you're here simply to show your solidarity and encouragement to us at Fellowship Bentonville. But if that's the movement of God you're in on, could I ask you to stand now? And would you pray with me the opening and the closing line of Psalm 115? Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory because of your loving kindness, because of your truth. But as for us, we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forever. Praise the Lord. Praise God from whom all blessings
Till that stone was moved for good, for the Lamb had conquered death, and the dead rose from their tombs. free to be seated for just a minute. Did you make that noise? We are so excited to have Phil Brown here celebrating baptism. Phil, you have been instrumental in prayer ministry and the ministry of encouragement in so many ways for this entire six-year journey. And when you made the comment, I, I think I'd like to be baptized. Oh, when we open, uh, we celebrate with you. And Rusty will do the honors and, and baptizing you as a brother in Christ. I'm honored to be here with my dear friend, Phil Brown. Uh, Phil and I got to know each other through some small groups here at Fellowship. Um, first a prayer group, and then we've been meeting in a study group for about four years now. I've always known Phil to be a strong man of faith, and he's a dear brother in Christ. Phil had expressed a desire to... He had been uh, baptized as a young man before he ever accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior, and he'd expressed a desire to be baptized and share his faith as the born-again believer he is, uh, as the born-again believer that many of us know and love. So, Phil, is it your testimony this morning that you will continue to serve and love the Lord with all your heart to seek to know him more and more from this day forward? Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> Upon your profession of faith and according to the commands of our Lord, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Even with him in death, raised with him in new life. I love it. Hey, if you want some encouragement, just grab a coffee with Phil Brown. 
uh, the fruit of the Spirit emanates from him in everything he does. Psalm 118, 24 says, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And that is very easy to say on a day like today. It's really exciting. We get to celebrate life change. But as we know, that scripture is true today and also when we wake up tomorrow and on Tuesday and on Wednesday. And so while we love to gather and we think this is really important, we want to invite you in to experience the life that the Lord has for us throughout the week. And so as you leave, there will be some QR codes out in the foyer, especially if you're new, if you want to scan for the Bentonville News to see all of the upcoming things that we have, ways that you can get connected with the body of Christ. We want to be here to serve you and come alongside you and your family. So I encourage you to do that. And one of the things that's happening soon in two weeks will be Easter. And we will have two celebrations here on campus at our new regular times at 9 and 10.30. But there will also be a family celebration at Orchards Park at 10.30. If weather doesn't cooperate, we'll have a third service here at 12 o'clock. We want to start some new things here. And one of the spiritual rhythms that we believe so much in is praying for and with each other. And if you would love to have somebody pray with you, pray for somebody that you know, there's a prayer room right across the hall here, or you can come down and meet us here at the steps after the service. Now, I know all of you here are craving a lot of quality time uh, in today's culture, quality time with your family, with your roommates, whoever you uh, rode here with, so we have a gift for you, okay? It's called trying to leave this parking lot. <laughs> so just take it easy. Luckily, we don't have another group coming in, so if y'all want to linger, you're welcome to. My family's bringing lunch, and we're just gonna chill over here in the courtyard. That is not a joke. That is real. We are doing that. Um, and so I assume that quite a few of you had your lives changed last week as you had the privilege, the privilege to watch the parking video uh, that we created. Now, Everybody it, do this. Yeah. It may not have answered every question uh, that you had. And so just as a reminder, as you're going to leave here, we are going to exit around the building. So any of these spots out here, you're going to proceed away from the building and just make a big circle. It will be incredibly smooth and incredibly slow. Those two things can coexist, but uh, we are very grateful that y'all chose to worship with us and that you stuck around. Um, and so we can't end on that, though. Let's do something better. Would you stand? You want to pray? Yeah, pray a let's blessing. do that. Oh, Jesus, you are so good. You are so faithful. You've provided so much for us to come and gather. But Lord, would you raise our eyes and as we scatter, as we leave, would you allow your spirit to overflow in the places that we work and play and in our neighborhoods? Would you continue to change lives with these people? And Father God, would you help us truly be the hands and feet of God? We love you big, and we're so grateful for this time this morning. In your precious holy name, amen.